It's time for the latest Delivering Marketing Joy. This episode of Delivering Marketing Joy is brought to you by Gold Star. When you're looking for the simplest, most creative ways to buy promotional writing instruments, go to goldstarpens.com DMJ to learn more and get your free Simplicity Starter Kit. On this episode of Delivering Marketing Joy, we talk with John Norris of Starline about people in the industry who are using tech to up the promo game. Hey there, and welcome to another edition of Delivering Marketing Joy. I'm your host, Kirby Hossman, and joining me today is a repeat guest. He's a stud here in the industry. He's VP of Operations at Starline. He's a promo kitchen chef. He's involved in the industry in a ton of different ways. John, John Norris, thank you so much for taking the time. Kirby, how the hell are you? <laughs> I've been saving that one for a few years, so shout out to Bill there. I've, yeah. been, I've been trying to figure out what to say when on the introduction. That's the best I could do. Oh, that's perfect. That's perfect. It makes me, makes me feel at home as if I'm doing unscripted, so that's cool. Um, so I, I do want to jump right in because you're like one of my go-to IT guys in the industry, right? If I need, if I need something fixed, if I, if I have a question about something, you're one of my guys in that way. And with that in mind, I know that you're working with several other people on this promo standards initiative. So can you tell us a little bit about that and why it matters? Yeah. So promo standards essentially is a technology industry standard for how suppliers, distributors, and service providers communicate data across the supply chain. That data could be inventory data, purchase orders, invoices, product data, the whole cycle of everything. So it's um, it started probably five years ago. Dale Denham got a bunch of technologists together in a room. was like, we need to solve this problem. We have a problem. Of, you know, it's horrible how we communicate. We need. There's got to be a way. So a few people jumped on and it started with inventory and tried to prove that we can exchange inventory data efficiently across the supply chain. And then that grew to order status, grew to shipping data, grew to product data. And then now that's grown to purchase orders and invoices. And it's really taken off. And in the last year, Promo Sanders is actually organized into a uh, not-for-profit organization. So we're an official entity now. So it's not just um, a few companies trying to, you know, make stuff happen. There's it's official, you know, we have bylaws, there's a board who's overseeing spending and, and making sure that we're serving the needs of the industry, really. It's making sure that, you know, we've everything that we're doing is supporting the standards and we're not just a wild wild you know west group anymore it's we have rules and deployment cycles so people who are in companies are investing you know tons of time and money into building and developing uh platforms on these standards so we want to make sure that they're not you know wasting their money by us going out and willy-nilly breaking stuff so it's um it's come a long way i mean right now we're i think it's about let's see 125 uh, suppliers involved mm -hmm. and exchanging data with well over 500 different distributors in the industry. So uh, it, it's it's gone. It's come a long way from just three suppliers and 10 distributors. So yeah. it's cool. So so from a just let's say from a distributor perspective, from a even from an end user perspective, why does it matter? Why does it matter? Because it's here at Starline, we spend a ton of time fixing bad purchase orders. And most of it stems from bad data, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, somebody uploaded this, you know, piece of data to this site, that site got converted to something else. And then by the time it got to the PO, the person entering it and it came to us, it, it just, it got broken. Mm -hmm. So I think it's somewhere, you know, almost half of the orders, there's something wrong with them where it's a missing color or whatever. So this, 
really solves that problem. We can't all be wasting time. If you send me a purchase order and it's wrong, I have to call you. And that's time that you're not spending out on the road. So promo standards really solves that. And we've seen it in production. Look, it's every other industry in the world has, has figured this out. Now, what's the unique about us is that you know, if we do 100,000 orders this year, um, 100,000 orders are different. Yeah. So it's not like we're selling the same box of nuts every time. You know, every time that box of nuts is slightly different, and we need to make sure that we're conveying all that data. I mean, what we do, and it's an industry, is you know somewhat difficult. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as if a distributor, it matters because you're not going to get those annoying phone calls from your supplier saying, "Hey, um, you didn't specify a weight, or you didn't specify a follow-up email," and you know that just goes away, and it just it saves us all the time of that back and forth and lets us focus on being better and sucking less. So. <laughs> I love it. It's always good to suck less. So, and, and at the end of the day, I'm sure it means more profitability, more time, quicker delivery to customers, the whole nine years. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah, we all say, right? The, if we can cut out that day of back and forth, now it's quicker delivery times. You know, everybody chases that quote unquote Amazon model, that, mm-hmm. you know, that prime experience. And, you know, it's if we can't get the order in right, there's no way in hell we can even try to do that. So this kind of gives us it's our opportunity to to drive the industry forward through you know streamlined efficiencies from you know order processing standards. Yeah. So you know as as, as you're talking to people, I'm sure you get the cynics, right? Like you hear the cynics who say, "Look, um, th- this has been tried in the past." So why do you think it's, and you kind of alluded to this a little bit about having an, an organization and making progress, but why do you think it's different this time? Yeah, so, yeah, if you've been in the industry since 2005-ish, mm-hmm. you're probably like, well, we've, we've been here before, right? The mm-hmm. the industry, a lot of people spent a lot of money trying to go down this road before. And, you know, I, I keep telling people it was the right solution at the wrong time mm-hmm. with without the technologists in the room. Um, so Gene Geiger, right, he, he championed this effort, and it was – it was amazing, right? I mean, mm-hmm. the fact that he could try to get everybody together and, and drive that. I just don't think the industry was ready for it. The industry was still trying to figure out how to make a website. And he was trying to figure out how to exchange order data through um, a auto industry standard that wasn't exactly developed for promotional products. Mm-hmm. So this time, it was a developed standard from the industry by the technologists with the oversight of the business people. I think last time it was a lot of the business people driving those technology decisions. And, you know, I think we've held our core group of participants and technologists together for five years to be able to drive this forward. And I think it matters. So what happened before it was, I mean, as a valiant effort, I think it was just probably if they would have tried two years later, it could have been more successful. It was just, I think it was just timing. I think it was, the industry just wasn't ready to do it. And it's still a pulling teeth. It's, you know, it's like somebody said this morning, well, I got a faxed handwritten order this morning. It's trying to, it's like, that's great. But in 10 years, you won't be in business because that's just not a, a normal business model to succeed. Right. No. And I, I think it's so, so many times projects like this, one builds upon the other, right? Like, and so it was important for that effort to go through to figure out what worked and what didn't work. It isn't that that's a failure. It's a it's a stepping stone. So I, I, I exactly. and there's a few, two or three people who were involved in that initial 
uh, soiree are now uh, promo standards board members. And a lot of times we reflect back. It's like, you know, this is why this went, this failed. This is why this didn't work. And we, we now can look back and reflect and not make those same, you know, I don't want to call them mistakes, but, you know, not, not go down those same pits. So. Right. Well, yeah, and, and the reality is in every way technology is different than it was 10, 15 years ago. It's just the reality. So, um, no, I appreciate the effort on this, uh, John. Uh, so, great job. Um, so, final question for you, since you are the IT guy, the operations guy, what are some trends that you're seeing now in the industry that get you fired up, that get, ex- get you excited? Who? Um, I think the biggest thing is, you know, I, let's say technology. So, technology is doing its one thing, but I think technology is really it. Uh, starting to impact our decoration abilities, right? As an industry, what sets us apart is that, you know, you buy a, a mug somewhere else, but you buy it from us and we print your logo on it. So uh, digital printing, it's, in the probably last three, four years has exploded, right? We've gone from, oh, I can do one spot color. Now it's, I can do four. Everybody has some weird name for four color process, right? <laughs> it's like color bright, four, like four CP on Express, right? Mm-hmm. So everybody's got these crazy things. I think that, that's the most exciting and seeing where that can go, right? I think infusing technology into the manufacturing process is what it's really doing, right? So now, I mean, 82% of Starline's orders last year were digitally printed, meaning wow. that I used to have a pre-press department who was constantly billing plates, screens, that whole that whole stuff. And now it's, you know, now those operators are running machines and running computers that are then running the, the printing equipment. So it's that transformation of really, it helps us as suppliers to infuse more technology into the manufacturing process, which gives the distributor and the, and the end user ultimately a better buying experience because I think there's more control there. It's that automation provides consistency, control, um, you know, shorter lead times, shorter minimums. I, I think there's so much benefit that comes out. I look at the, you know, the whole DTG, right? You can't go anywhere without just hearing DTG, DTG from every apparel person. And right. so it's, I think it's just the tip of the iceberg of seeing, you know, how we can, ultimately change as an industry by getting out of the, you know, well, you know, you have to have a $75 setup to do this with 40, you know, whatever. So, well, yeah. And it, it, it so it, having that process in place also allows for more creativity for color, for all that sort of thing. And so I, yeah, I, I agree. I think that is exciting. And so, so well done, my friend, you've answered my three questions. I give everybody Did a it. chance to ask. Yeah, that's right. I give everybody a chance to ask me one. Do you have one for me? Yeah, so we both know Bobby um, being involved with uh, Promo Kitchen. So Bobby, Bobby gives Lehu. a great Bobby Lehu, Bobby, So he gives a great presentation on the art of storytelling. Mm-hmm. And I think one of my takeaways from him is he always tells a story of you know, where he's you know sitting at a, a conference and some like high powered person kind of leans over and says, "What business are you in?" And, you know, his whole story is, you know, how do you answer that question? So my question to you is somebody, you're at a conference and somebody asked Kirby Hossman, Kirby, you know, what business are you in? What is your answer? It's it's going to sound cued up and it's going to sound uh, kind of cliche for, for the purpose of this. But the reality of it is my answer is always we deliver marketing joy. Um, and the whole idea behind it is I want to start that conversation so that they say, oh, okay, I'll bite. What, what's that mean, right? So we're a marketing company, marketing media company that specialize mainly in promotional uh, branded campaigns. And when you open up a well-done campaign, it's like a little piece of Christmas morning. There's marketing joy. And so that's, that's sort of my elevator pitch. And I've been working on it. And it's one of those things that I think evolves, right? Um, and so that's, I think that's my pitch, but I think... 
what's evolved over time is the media piece of it. Like I've said the delivering marketing joy for a long time, but I have modified it over the last couple of years to say that we're a media company as well. And again, I think that we're all moving in that direction. And by expanding that piece, I think that people start to look at you as a marketing company, not just as a salesperson who has marketing products. And so I think that's my awesome. answer. Is that fair? I like it. No, it's, it's super fair. I like it. Cool, man. It's a good answer. Well, John, thank you so much for taking the time. I really appreciate you doing it. And uh, we'll have to do it again sometime, okay? All right, Kirby. It's been good. All right, cool. Well, that's going to wrap up this edition of Delivering Marketing Joy. We'll see you next time. This episode of Delivering Marketing Joy is brought to you by Gold Star. When you're looking for the simplest, most creative ways to buy promotional writing instruments, go to goldstarpens.com slash DMJ to learn more and get your free Simplicity Starter Kit.